Hey friends and fellow plant people, welcome to the Dandelion Herbal Center's new podcast called The Dandelion Diaries. We'll be sharing tales from our herb school, take you on herb walks, and chat with inspiring people collaborating with plants to create art, medicine, community, and so much more. I'm Allison Poklemba, a longtime admirer of the great green world and co-director of the Dandelion Herbal Center, which was founded in 1987 here in the Redwood Forest of California's North Coast by my dear friend and mentor, Jane Bothwell. At the end of 2021, Jane officially passed her teaching torch to two people who have been integral parts of Dandelion for many years, myself and Jessica Shepard, so that she could step away from the ins and outs of running an herb school and get to spend even more time with the plants. It was in the heart of Northern California's January bomb cyclone deluge a few weeks back that during the torrential rain, wind, and power outage, Jessica and I had a chance to pause for a moment, sip tea, and reflect on the evolution of our relationships with plants and the completion of our first year carrying Jane Bothwell's hefty and illuminating teaching torch. Now, this is our first podcast, and in full transparency, we did start out a little unsure of ourselves. I guess this part feels a little awkward, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Should have planned that Thank out better. God it's not live. Kick <laughs> cards! Where's the crew? Where's the tea? I'm getting hot. I'm wearing two makeup. Sw- <laughs> two sweaters! You are. I'm wearing two sweaters. But I think in the flow of our conversation, you'll get a sense of the joy, the wonder, and the meaning that fills both of our teacups through the good work of connecting people with plants for healing and happiness and for community connection and nature connection. We invite you to take a listen. Jessica Shepard, you and I have been pals because of the plants since the year uh, 1999 or 2000. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We were in the same cohort of Dandelion Herbal Center 10-month program in 2000 Mm -hmm. with dear Jane Bothwell. The one and only. The one and only. And now, uh, we've just completed our first year of stepping into Jane's shoes and teaching about plants. What did you think about the first year? It was epic. Amazing. Um, Just such a blessing. Um, Also... A lot. Those are some like big shoes to have stepped into, but it's like a major honor and certainly having you as my partner made it like oh, so much more magical and yeah, it was fantastic. And it was just great to connect with everybody and see everyone just get so enthusiastic and like super even more passionate than they were coming into it. And you could just like... Uh, the magic of seeing everyone at graduation ready to like continue on the path, whatever it looked like, um, to just spread the healing of the plants and weaving that magic into daily life and appreciating nature is just like such a gift to be a part of truly. Can we talk for a second about just how amazing our students have been in both the beginning with herbs and the 10 month class? Uh, I have fallen in love with each and every yes. one and yes. the unique person that they are. And it's been, a, you know, a full range from teenager to elder. Absolutely. At each kind of stop in life along the way. And each person is showing up for 
both different things and same things of wanting to gather in community to really celebrate plants and take more ownership over their health and the health of their family and their community. Yeah. And the diversity of everybody, um, yet like the unity we find together um, because we are all sharing like this passion and on this like path. And so we all like kind of, you know, uh, form our own like Irby family. And yeah. it, it continues from there, just like the gift we got to meet each other 20 yeah. something years ago. Um, so yeah, I just, I've fallen in love with each and it's, it's just the best love story ever. <laughs> it is. And students really fall in love with each other and form yeah. lifelong friendships, which is just like so beautiful to behold and hold space for. And I sort of feel like being an herbalist or just being someone that is called to the plants and who is tinkering in their kitchen, you know, concocting tinctures after their kids go to bed at night yeah. or mixing up their infusions in the morning or rubbing oils on their skin after a bath, like, or treating other family members with something they, some green leaf they chewed up from the yard. Yeah. Like, the experience of doing that and really like the, um, the craftspersonship and the artistry that goes into it and like the love that you bring to it, it can sort of, for me, it has in the past felt kind of isolating. Yeah. That much like if you are a potter, making your ceramics on your wheel, in your garage, or in your beautiful studio, kind of on your own, without the experience of other artists around you to like share right. and, the, and revel in the beauty yeah. of it all, yeah. and to bounce ideas, yeah. and, and really build inspiration. It's It can be sort of isolating, and so yeah. it's like, there is so much rejoicing that happens in class of just being with like-minded people who are super stoked to be like mixing oil of balsam fir <laughs> with um, this amazing sunflower oil brought from Italy with, yeah. you know, the infusion of the honeysuckle or what, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. And yeah. Or just, like, literally just appreciating and stopping to smell, like, you know, a lilac flower or something, you know, or brush your rosemary and connect with it. Just, like, simplest things like that. Yeah. Like, walking around and being like, oh, I have, like, a thousand friends on the ground all around. Oh, my gosh, I know you. I know you. I know how to work with you. And I love you. And thank you. And just, like, it opens up a whole world. But when you can kind of share the language with other people mm -hmm. and exchange advice and support, I, I agree. It's um, it, it feels way less isolating. And to learn that there's a huge community you know oh, around yeah. all of this um and the bonds that are created like i said i mean it's just um and keeping in touch with each other to, to continue to like ask for help with herbal advice if you're stuck or you just want to exchange that information and i think the like awesome part is like the plants are at the heart of all of that that bring us together and then we all like get all this extra and then we just equally revel that the plants all brought us here we're seeking and here we are and we found each other and we're just gonna advance our path yeah and you said a word in there too that really like just resonated with me which was friend in that you're looking down and seeing all these friends growing and I was gonna ask you how why plants like what 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 was an early experience that you had that led you down this path and but you said that word friend, so I just have to share my first. Yes, please. <laughs> Which was, 
Yes, do tell. Beyond <laughs> in my early childhood, um, following my cat, my fluffy mm. calico cat, whose name was Fluffy, uh-huh. <laughs> through the little tunnels that she would make in the, the ferns of our yard, and which was just... Um, really the first time I remember connecting with plants with a sense of wonder and magic and joy and just blissing out with Fluffy following her on these little tunnels through the ferns to maybe being a little bit older and gathering things from my yard, pine needles and perhaps some moss and um, maybe some maple leaves or something like that and trying to concoct a little stew to feed my little (laughs) sister. Like, I knew there was something here to combine these and ingest, but I didn't have any information besides that. And luckily, she's still alive. Yeah. (laughs) But then, moving into my, like, young adulthood, and the first plant I really remember recognizing as an individual type, and that I could have a relationship with this plant, was yellow dock. Mm -hmm. And that I remember seeing the tall stems of the um, flowering stalks of the yellow dock and how they turn this like rusty crimson color with their dry scaly fruits all up and down them. And I'd see them like everywhere. Every, you know, I'd pull up into the parking lot at the grocery store and there'd be one coming out of the sidewalk. I'd go to this beautiful natural area and there they would be in whatever sort of rimmed area of disturbance they would be growing there. And I was like, Hey buddy, what's up? Oh, there's my pal again, Yellow Duck, good to see you. Yeah. And we like we're vibing each other each time. Yep. I was feeling it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that is is this what it means to be communicating with plants that is coming from this heart place? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll always remember that. Beautiful. Hmm. The call. The call. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the cool part, I think, is like when you the 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 call is like happening on this like a whole other like level yes we are communicating with the plants and waking up to like receiving the message you know so that's that paying attention and then like oh there there's mm-hmm. doc again and again and again and now it's a tried and true friend all these years later right yeah and you're teaching other people about doc and introducing it to them as a new friend so it's like this whole and yet there's like always new ways to learn to to learn how to relate to your friend and how you can serve each other gifts you can give to each other yeah exactly oh i love that (laughs) when you're talking about fluffy i was like imagining like the beginning of like alice in wonderland you're just like hanging out with the cat and the flowers are singing you (laughs) we just watched that like two nights ago family movie night there's a new one with Johnny Depp. I don't know. If he's, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Or I don't know how relative. Well, new is yeah. relative. I'm yeah. behind on my movie watching, so I don't know. But yeah, I do remember that part. And my favorite part of Alice in Wonderland, like the cartoon classic version, was when she emerges and she's walking through that magical garden area with the, the bread and butterflies. Little bread and butterflies kiss the tulips. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that part, like... They just touched on it for a Golden sec. Afternoon is for the name sec. of that song. Oh, you yes. know it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, if you start paying attention to some lyrics and they're like, okay, yeah, this is my communication. This is awesome. And the flowers do sing to us. Okay, I got to hear that song now. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Well, it's funny, as you were telling me the story, because I'm like, oh, man, 
There's not a lot I can remember from like very young, right? But um, when you were telling a story, I was like, I just remembered my blankie like growing up and I named it green grass. <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> kind of a random name for your little blankie. That's green grass. So clearly, Aww. you know, there was some association I had like on some level that, yeah, grass, nature, it's, yeah. it's comforting. Well, and it's worth noting that you grew up in the outskirts of Las Vegas. Yeah, well, I was born on the East Coast, so green oh. grass was with me oh, okay. on the East Coast. But yeah, I mean, by the time I was like nine, I was living in the desert in the city. and But just deep in my family, everybody was very nature-oriented as far as like, Nature is like the place we go to like find some peace or relaxation. Um, so most of my family was, you know, hunted and did things like that, canoeing. And so I had like exposure. Um, but it wasn't until like I was 18 and moved up to Humboldt. I mean, I definitely was like hiking and into the plants. I just didn't quite know yet, but something was brewing on the horizon for me. And, um, the Redwoods just pulled, pulled me in. I can't ah, explain it. it. the Redwoods. And it's, I, I came up to Humboldt one time, saw the Redwoods, and I was like, that's it, you know? And I could appreciate the beauty of the desert, but it was just something so different to see all the green. And, um, growing up on the East Coast, I did have some exposure to that green, but it was like so much more and seeing these huge trees and... And uh, eventually, I within my first year and a half up here, I saw I I found out about Jane's class. I saw a flyer hanging up for beginning with herbs. I did not know anything about like herbalism, plant medicine. I honestly thought romaine lettuce was like it for a vegetable. You know, just the things I was exposed to when I got yeah. up here was like just like blew my whole world open. And then seeing this flyer, and I'm like, huh. That looks interesting. And I signed up and went to my first class and Jane brought plant samples to pass around and she had with her um, chaparral from the desert. Oh. And I didn't know what the name was or what it was until she passed around. I smelled it and I was like, I know this. This was all around this. This is what Vegas smells like after some rain, you know, and plants I would appreciate when I would hike in the red rocks and stuff. And so things came full circle, and then she starts talking about the ways it can be used in a salve to fight infections or um, help, you know, rid the body of toxins. Like, it's a it's a, a powerful medicine, but just its aroma for me was, like, just that connection of, like, okay. And for her to have that here when we're, you know, in the Northwest as one of, like, her samples, it just, I was like, this is it. I'm doing this forever. And I never turned back. Yeah. That's an amazing sign. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me about your scarf. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that we both you dressed know. up in our own ways here. I know. So, okay. <laughs> okay, so the scarf I am wearing um, is made out of a plant fiber. Can you take a guess? It's not cotton. It's not It's cotton. not hemp. And it is not It's hemp. not linen. It's May not linen. Yes. You take a look it's, at the weaving. Oh, the, it's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's like this, um, going with crimson again, perhaps? Yes. A merlot. Um, it's one of our beloved plants. This scarf has been woven out of nettle roots. Um, oh, nettle root? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah, nettle root. Um, I mean, and historically has had a reputation like 
hemp has for um, fibers. Uniforms were made out of this that um, still um, have been preserved and found intact. Um, so the scarf itself was also dyed with, because obviously if it was just n the natural color of the nettle root, it'd be more like a tan um, kind of color, mm -hmm. tan brown. Um, and so this wonderful maker, this talented individual, um, dyed it with matter root and copper. So they did their own kind of like a color therapy addition to just the magic of wearing nettle and like um, a little chart of, I think they had a few offerings of colors and what would symbolize what. So for me, this is always like my like be in your heart, be strong and solid and know that the plants are there and you're rooted. You feel good. Or that. rhizomed because I, yeah. rhizomed. my botany teacher, I mean, is, is it technically nettle? Would it be nettle rhizome? You know, I was just going to ask you. If I feel like ever, that's a whole. Have you ever dug up? I have. I have not. What did I you have. find over there? And when I was with a dear botanist friend of mine, we had a whole moment where it's a rhizome. Okay. And, you know, you rethink all the ways you write. Now, it's kind of like ginger. You know, it's easy to call things a root. Though. I could see that, the way that it creates a patch like that, too. Like, it's all sort of connected. So you're seeing it growing along and then yes. sprouting up and growing along and sprouting up with little hairs coming down from exactly rhizome. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So one of my favorite scarves. Oh, and um, I would love it if you could tell me about the scarf <sighs> you are wearing. Okay. Well, this is... <laughs> a silk scarf Ooh, so it's actually yes. Ooh, animal source I suppose and um, I love this color yeah I know it's like close to one of your most favorite colors it is it's yeah. kind of my power color mm -hmm. and I happen to go to this amazing website called mushroom atlas I think it's dot com but okay. I'm sure if you just googled mushroom atlas you'd find your Fair way enough. there yep and when you get to this website it's so beautifully colorful. It's little squares of natural dyed um, fabric samples, all dyed with different types of mushrooms. Oh, And neat. they're perfectly aligned in rows and in columns, and you can just like almost infinite scroll with it as the colors are changing of all these little squares, and it's done in just this beautiful gradient of the colors fading into one another. And so I'm scrolling through, and like, that that is my favorite color i want to learn how to make i want to dye something that and i worked backwards from there the mushroom was phaeolus schweinitzii mm. can you say that repeat one more time <laughs> no phaeolus phaeolus schweinitzii schweinitzii the dyer's polypore mushroom yes oh my gosh yeah and um, it's funny how the name, it's like, oh, I need to remember that botanical, but I know Dyer's Polypore. So, right, the Dyer's Polypore, Phaeolus, it's hard to say, mm -hmm. Phaeolus Schweinitzii, and um, so there are a couple variables. I'm like diving into natural dyeing, and there are all these different things. So mordant, it's yeah. done using an iron mordant in um, with acid, so like vinegar Yeah. So the first step was finding the mushroom. Mm -hmm. And my son, who's 10, he loves finding things. He's like the world's best forager. Yeah. I give him a list, he goes and finds it. It's amazing. Yes. So I'm like, Silas, I need some Phaeolus Schweinitzii. And he spotted it on the driving <laughs> at like 35 miles per hour. There. Amazing. And so, yeah, he brought some. He actually brought some for me as a gift 
at the 10 month class graduation showing up with that <laughs> it was covered in yes. duff and dirt it is like it isn't to me but um it is kind of like a woody mushroom that is a butt rotter okay of trees <laughs> <laughs> so it usually grows like at the base of trees or sort of near the base of dying trees and if you look at it from the top down it kind of has this like cow pie yeah. Sort of roundish, layered, brownish look to it, and it's sort of woody, but you need it fresh if you want to get this color. Okay. Um, we've found dried ones before, which it turns out give you more of just like a mushroomy brown. So this was the fresh, fresh, phallus. Okay. And With the mordant, iron, iron mordant, mm -hmm. and um, in a vinegar bath. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so it worked it out. Is. Yay! It I really love did it. work out. What did Silas think about? And it matches the end my result? new winter hat. <laughs> he was very pleased. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm noting that he's the ultimate finder there. Yes. So if you okay. need something, yeah, just I got let him know. <laughs> so um, selfishly, one thing I've been really loving about our classes over the past year is. Yes, they are fun and educational in so many different ways, but we also like make so many rad products. Yes. Delicious products, um, super beneficial products, project, products that I like reach for all the time. And part of being in class is that everybody gets a sample of what we're making, including me. Yes. And I've just been like loving the collection of things over this past year. So I have a sample over here. If you, if there's anything there you want to pick out. Oh my gosh! Oh, one of the first things that like jumps at me. Oh, there's a few over here, but um, is this decongesting dug for chest balm? This smells so good. Oh my gosh! Yum. And I'm with you. Um, I I love the hands-on part of this. I need some of this. Um, mm -hmm. And a little reveal that, you know, you and I, like, we're very seasonal with this and we, we, we change it up as much as we can. So, um, we're not always making the same, not stuff. always the same yeah. salve or anything like that over and over again. It'll be like maybe things we just came upon to harvest. Um, or yeah, like sometimes I make things specifically knowing a little bit down the road, we're going to incorporate this into something awesome um or things i had i'm like oh i'm bringing that to class so in here is some douglas fir needle um that i had infused in jojoba um along with redwood resin infused in jojoba mm. um we used then um a bit of of course beeswax and combined douglas fir essential oil with balsam fir essential oil and a touch of sweet orange um mm. I think this is a was yeah. a coming towards like one of those moments in class where we're really getting into forest bathing and celebrating the conifers um and it turned out fantastic and the fun part about this um will reveal about myself if people don't already know it i have a deep deep background with aromatherapy and it's a big love of mine um and um so incorporating the essential oils in here is a big part of what we also want to share education on as far as um, 
reverently using them, safely using them, mindfully using them. Um, but one thing we discussed in class about this decongesting chest balm, let's say that three decongesting times. Decongesting chest balm. <laughs> Dug for a chest balm. Um, that's a little easier. Is that it could be also based on the ingredients in here um, twofold and be used for, um, it could be arthritic pain, um, any kind of like, you know, aches and pains. This um, balm would also be really helpful for. So stiff hands, achy muscles. Um, so it's neat when we can like kind of explore more than one purpose. Um, oh, you should talk about this one. This was really fun to Okay, make. yeah, I now, This wasn't beginning with herbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just one thing I wanted to say too is that See, I guess it I was, was really cool, <laughs> I thought, in our 10-month class how unexpectedly we sort of like went in this tree medicine direction towards the fall, which mm -hmm. I loved. Yeah. Culminating with our forest bathing day up in the mountains. That was really nice. Okay, so this is a delectable glycerite that we made with fresh spearmint that we got from oh. Woven Hearts Herb Farm. Oh, it was really gorgeous plant material. Um, and we made this fresh. I'm going to put a little in my tea. Look at that color. Oh, awesome. It's like experiencing the fresh plant. It is, yeah. yeah. It's so yummy. We have here... Ooh, Ooh let's try that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. <laughs> yeah, we did have... I, you know, I'm not shocked. We have a conifer theme because you're a conifer queen. And <laughs> I'm obsessed with conifers, too. <laughs> and I think that's a, something really exciting to me um having been a part of the dandelion herbal center for so long and yourself um you know it's it's a solid wheel you don't really want to go change that but you know there's things that you know just with newness that will not even on purpose like work their way in mm -hmm. and i love that we were just you know we just kind of are willing to like flow with that the students are as well and I think how it shifted this year to yeah, go out to the mountains and have our forest bathing yeah. is kind of something we, we were like, yeah, we, and all the students would be like, this needs to keep happening. Yeah. It's so fun. And the so. plants are like leading the way too. It's, yeah. oh, we yeah. have this, how many years were you growing the valerian? And then it's, right. oh, well, now's the time to harvest the root. Here, everyone, let's yeah. work with this fresh fruit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, letting them show up and we just kind of take the lead yeah so before we had our field trip out to the forest we talked about um herbs for natural immunity and just helping immune health and um we had a great time when it came to making our projects of um making a customized conifer based aromatherapy spritzer for yourself um conifer essential oils are great for many things but one of them is they are fabulous for supporting immune health I mean, most of the conifers uplift and feel expansive and, you know, uh, um, just energizing, purifying. Um, I love them. There's so many. So I brought a whole collection and everybody just got to choose what resonated with them. And I gave a little direction and you ended up with your own forest bath in a bottle. And we learned that the conifer fragrances go so well with vanilla and sweet yes. orange. <laughs> it's yeah. like a magical yeah. combination. Yeah. Yeah. It tells it's almost done. I'm yeah, like, I've been savoring it. Savoring. Yeah. That's really nice. It's I amazing. mean, we were all getting pretty giddy off of these. Just like, oh, we couldn't believe how wonderful they 
Yeah, it and I feel. think when we went out to the the forest and we're really in it, everyone also then just like appreciates your bottle because it's one of those things you know we can't. We'd like to maybe, but we can't always be, you know, having the nature days every day we want. We might yeah. have jobs or other like commitments that life <laughs> calls on us. So while you're cruising yeah. in your car or at your office, you can be transported. It's transporting. Yeah. And the cool part is the science does support that even in the form of aromatherapy, if you can't get out into the forest to breathe that air, you will still get some awesome benefits for your immune system just by mere inhalation of these amazing little aromatic molecules that we take in so and it's instant i mean when you smell that it's just like you're transported Mm -hmm. you know and you have that strength of the conifers with you anywhere you go Mm -hmm. yeah it like it feels just like a um i don't know like a little shifter for me like if i'm not liking the vibe of how i'm feeling or things are just feeling kind of like tough with my family like I'm swimming upstream or everyone is just feeling very tense and it just shifts things yeah it's nice Yay! yeah it was really fun and really cool to just see how everyone vibed something different and unique and customized for their for their own self uh, which is like you know you have like 12 things out and it's amazing just like what people will come up with and all of it was wonderful and perfect for each person to go home with so that that part was is always like for me just fills my heart to witness yeah folks getting in it and, and loving what they come up with and then getting results from it you know not only does it smell great but you're like yeah this helps like shift and reset kind of hit that reset button we refresh and yeah um, I really need to enjoy that right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the smelly things. Okay, tell us about what this is here. In the 10-month course, um, we have a full day um, on aromatherapy. And actually, that's a little bit of my backstory. Because um, both of us ended up, after our 10-month experience 20 years ago becoming part of, you know, teaching things up at the center with Jane, especially you from the botany and seaweed for so many years. Mm -hmm. And it became part of the curriculum. And eventually, um, I too entered into, um, have a day of teaching aromatherapy. So it's cool that some of these things, which were our core things as just being guest teachers at the school are, are still part of, what we love teaching about. Yeah. Um, so, um, for our project that day, I, um, wanted everybody to just, um, get the, the basic introduction of how to make, um, how to use a carrier oil to dilute an essential oil. And, and I wanted to make something really soothing and lovely. So I had had some like amazing fat, delicious vanilla beans that I infused and soaked in jojoba for a month or so. And it smells just so divine, like that on yeah. its own. Um, mm. And we get into d- discussing about just these infused carrier oils um, with no essential oil, just the aroma that that can provide on its own. And sometimes that's just like plenty. Um, so we amped it up just a little bit with um, a handful of drops of frankincense essential oil. And sometimes it's these simple things that... We, we want to get more complex because it's exciting, but it's it's a duo or a trio like this tea 
that can just really be just perfect. Yeah, I agree. And the smell is just, I mean, obviously sweet with that vanilla, but you've got that like earthy balsamic frankincense in there and that just kind of grounds and, and anchors the sweetness of the vanilla. And it's just so lovely to, to just slather all over. <laughs> it is. It is a sensual, I have to say. Oh. I like it. Yeah. And it's calming, too, I find. It's just, like, soothing and has, like, a nice calming presence to it. You grab that one with all the little dots. Yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. What does this say? Oh. Oh, it's <laughs> Allison's Essence. Ooh. Okay, so this was oh. made on our Flower Essence Exploration Day. So we... You want to talk? You're the flower essence queen. You tell us about that. (laughs) Tell us about that lesson. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Another, um, oh, we have so much fun. We, wow. Just flashing back to all Mm -hmm. the things you've already gone through. I cannot wait. Um, yeah. So we have a whole day on learning about the flower essence, um, system of healing, which is, um, an incredible part of, um, herbal medicine. And for me is a really, um, awesome gateway into connecting with plant spirit um, and honoring how um, emotions can affect our physical health. And so it's a whole system of healing. It's really amazing and it's um, non-invasive, has no contraindications, like kids, animals, everyone can benefit from incorporating flower essences into their life. So we learn how to make them. We have a whole afternoon where we go out and break into groups and um, learn how to do the whole process. It's quite simple and profound. Um, and then from there, we also learn how to use a pendulum, like a little dowsing tool, um, which could also be garlic on a string, your earring. (laughs) Oh, it's really neat to see the the options of like the dowsing tools. Um, and we learn how to, um, kind of find our way with a collection of essences to narrow things down in addition to understanding what some of the qualities of each essence are, but to get yourself out of the way, it's kind of fun to use a little divining tool when we'll have partners. Mm-hmm. So we came up with custom formulas for each other. Yeah, let me tell you mine. Serato, which was a plant that I was not familiar with before, um, that there's sort of like a little affirmation that goes mm-hmm. along with each one. And I wrote those on here. I like to write the affirmation on the label so that I can reinforce that each time I'm taking it. I trust my inner voice. Mm. Well, inner, vo- I trust my inner voice. Dill, I assimilate the many aspects of my experience. And red clover, I respond calmly and creatively to fears. Hmm. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Now this has been really helpful for me. I love how you wrote, um, each of those affirmations on there. That's always really helpful. And sometimes it's easy to forget what was like, what each thing meant in the formula, you know, or just to have that mental reminder of like, oh yeah, I'm I'm shifting into this place of being. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. We could go on and on. Oh, here's one. Okay, so the signature plant. <laughs> Can you guess what it is? <laughs> Dandelion. Dandelion. <laughs> so one thing that is um, 
really like a main theme of any class that we're teaching is about connecting with the plants that are growing abundantly and wildly around where we are. This is very like bioregional herbalism. These plants are most likely the weeds, the weed yeah. things. So um, we want to go out there. We want to meet them, recognize them, and see if they have a little medicine to share with us. And so for one of our herb walks, we harvested some fresh dandelion root and leaf, and we tinctured it up because this is a handy thing to have on hand. And just for our beginning class to go through that whole process of recognizing the plant, how to ethically harvest a plant from the wild, how to process it, how to formulate your tincture. It's not just like I'm pouring something on it. We could talk about folk method versus scientific method. Um, how much, Mark? How much menstruum? What is the concentration of your menstruum? What type of menstruum are you using? Like we can go really deep yeah. with just how to make a tincture. This was nice. Delightful. So good. So grounding. Oh, this one's almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> We've been hitting it hard. Fresh lemon balm leaf. This was a glycerite that we made here. And you know why we've been hitting this so hard? I've actually refilled it a couple times okay. even. It's because this is an awesome antiviral, and um, especially for kids and calming too for irritable children. Uh, and have you seen what's happening with the virus situation yeah. this fall and winter? Like, it is extreme. Yeah. But hey, both my kids are in school. <laughs> They're not homesick. It's working. Yay! Something is working. So this was another experience of going out in a garden situation, harvesting the fresh plant material, and then we're bringing it back into our classroom kitchen to make medicine with it. So good. I'm going to add some of you to my... Yeah, it tastes so yummy. Want a little drop in your tea? Yes. <laughs> Always remember Rosemary Gladstar saying, lemon balm gladdens thy heart. It's I like, like Just such a nice one to soothe the spirits and... True. And, you know, the fresh lemon balm is so different than the mm -hmm. dried lemon balm. Yeah. And what I love about the fresh lemon balm glycerite is you've captured or collected the essence of the fresh experience of the lemon balm in that. And so it's available all year when your lemon balm isn't necessarily all leafy and beautiful all year. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love lemon balm pesto with fresh lemon balm, of course. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. dang. <laughs> it's like one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I love living here on the north coast of Humboldt County and that, like, we live in perpetual spring. So we have these rains coming now. Like, my lemon balm is already about this high. In another month or so, I'm going to be harvesting the fresh lemon balm. Oh, yeah. And we're having... Hear that wind? Yeah. <laughs> We're kind of mid-balm cyclone here. Yeah. It's a little windy, a little yeah. rainy. Um, when we have our winter beginning with herbs class, it starts off kind of wintry, but it rounds out solidly in the spring, even after eight weeks. And so yeah. we're going to start, I mean, already the nettles is coming up. Yes. That becomes like a big theme of our classes. What are these fresh plants coming up that we can sample and prepare yeah. to... Who knows what? All sorts of different stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we have two herb walks in the beginning with herbs. So yep. we have an opportunity to kind of have little field trips. And yeah, um, yeah you want to talk about that for a second? Sure. Yeah. So the beginning with herbs is a 10-part 
experience class is how I've been thinking of it. And so eight of those experiences happen in the classroom and we utilize the Humboldt Herbals classroom in Old Town Eureka because super convenient. These are Wednesday evening classes from 6 to 8 p.m. So it's a handy spot for everybody to get to. It's a beautiful space. Um, and then we have two Saturday field trips from 10 to noon, one at Dandelion Herbal Center in Neyland in the Redwood Forest, and we see what the school is like there, the apothecary, and we explore around the gardens and the forest of that school. And then um, one, we head to Trinidad, location kind of to be determined based on what the weather is, but you yeah. really can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's really, um, I feel like, such an important part of the class to get to know who are the wild plants here. And I think that is one of the main reasons people take the classes, because mm -hmm. they want to be able to know who their plant allies are that are growing right outside their door and available to them. And so we meet them, we greet them, and we also meet and greet some more unusual plants too that aren't necessarily things that we're harvesting for medicine, but are powerful plant allies regardless. Exactly. We let them be. Yeah. They're so much fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people, myself included, you know, you, you get the little itch and now it's like, okay, I need to, like, I, I want to know what these things are growing around me. And it's such a way to empower yourself. You know, you learn about plantain and you start seeing it like everywhere. And now you have medicine to access. You need these allies, exactly like you said. So the herb walks are so much fun and um we learn a lot and then sometimes people will share things they've either learned or had an experience with as we you know walk along the trail i think my favorite part sometimes is that um as herbalists going on an herb walk you like it's really so, cover zero ground fast pace <laughs> i remember when someone like steps in I, i'm running like late i was like we probably won't get that far by the time we make it here because you can go like five feet and stop at the oh, point and the closer you look the more there yeah. is to see yeah. yeah yeah so so fun yeah and then in our 10 month class we do an awesome herb walk out in the dune forest and in the open dunes so it's like a whole other ecosystem to get to yeah. know <laughs> And then we do, um, well, a whole weekend experience field trip down on the Lost Coast of California out of Petrolia, and we meet our algal allies who grow yes. in the tide pools. And, and I just honor you. <laughs> oh, and I honor them. them. I know. Yeah. And the, just, yeah, you being this medium to, like, just tell us all about them and your experience, your relationship, it all shines through. It's like a highlight of a weekend for myself too, just to, you know, keep relearning all these things. I gained such confidence with seaweed harvesting from when you taught the class when I was in the 10 month and showed up to dropped into other ones. And I know I hear all around the community how much people like, you know, seaweeds are awesome. And Allison is like, for me, the person to <laughs> just get that world open to by, um, because from all the aspects to medicine, to food, um, to things for your skin, I mean, it goes on and on of what, what the al algae can like offer us. Yeah. You know? And they're such interesting life forms too. Like just the ecology and the biology all of, of it is just really fascinating. Yeah. It's a whole world to wonder at like for me the theme word for this entire experience which goes back to being in the ferns with my little cat fluffy yeah. is wonder yes just, wonder, so and much curiosity. wonder yeah. yeah and that really brings 
it's like the gateway to joy for my life. Mm. And so I always want to keep that. And yeah, tadpoles are such a place of wonder. Yeah, it's certainly, I mean, it's such a highlight of the 10 month program. Um, and we all do, we, we learned so much. It's mm-hmm. like such a jam packed weekend and you always coordinate it to get us like a really amazing low tide. Even if it means we're getting up at <laughs> five in the morning, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the stop, the spot is like stunning. It's, can you talk just like a little bit about the spot? Sure, sure. So this is, um, what's wild is that we've been, I've been visiting this same set of tide pools for 20 something years. Yeah. What year is it? It's now 2023. Yeah. So for 22 years, I guess I've been visiting these tide pools and, um, the Lost Coast Trail, which is what they're off of, has become incredibly popular yeah. over that time. So it's like kind of a little bit of a different thing in some ways. I'm like, oh, because it's so yeah. far out there yes. in Southern Humboldt County. Um, if you're not familiar with the Lost Coast, it's called Lost because it's there's no um, real road access off of, I think it's 23 miles or 24 miles from the northern terminus to the southern terminus from the mouth of the Matul River down south to Shelter Cove. And it's wild. It's a wild wilderness along the, along this spectacular ocean that's made up of headlands and cliffs and dense forests and remarkable tide pools. And these particular tide pools that we go to are so remarkable because when there was our last biggest earthquake, which I think was, it was like 1991 or 92, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there, there was this area of geologic uplift that included these tide pools. And so it's very extensive going like far out into the ocean where they all lifted up about, I think it was three meters or so, which is wild to think about. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And just everything that was exposed there, that was ocean floor. And so there's so many, it's not like even rocks. It's like filled with channels and smaller pools and high plateau areas Tons to wonder at and explore. So that's really beautiful. And then we camp for the weekend inland where it's warmer and more dry so that the sea vegetables that we do sample and harvest, we can dry them up in the warm sunshine and also swim in the river. That's there in the Matol River. It's very beautiful. And then prepare things, eat things. I mean, I won't spoil it all, but there's so many activities (laughs) that you bust out and you're just in seaweed heaven by this like gorgeous river in this like just epic, beautiful place in nature with a bunch of enthusiastic, passionate, (laughs) plant nerdy people. It's great. (laughs) And then we do another weekend field trip, which is really focused on cultivation of medicinal herbs and we head up to the Applegate Valley of Southern Oregon and visit a number of herb farms, which I'm sure you know their names, like Herb Farm with a PH and um, Pacific Botanicals. Last year we went to Oshala Farm as well. And we learn the ins and outs of how these wide variety of plants are being cultivated and turned into the medicine that you buy at the on the shelves at the counter of the co-op. Um, and it's so cool to see these plants in real life growing that you may have only experienced through a bottle or a tea 
dried in some sort of dried or processed form. Right. It's unbelievable. And then to get somewhere to see how basically it's home medicine making, but scaled up and having to follow hair rolls for mm -hmm. sure. But hair nets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we go there, we see, um, well, at least most of us in our experience, um, especially with these particular places that we've been going to, or Jane has, you know, led trips to over all the years, they're just so incredibly welcoming and the level of integrity and dedication and heart that is like the, the, the motivating thing behind so many of the crews and, and the owners of these places. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's awesome to behold witness to because they are taking on something so huge to like, you know, be a domestic source. And for us, you know, pretty bioregional, it's very close to us, um, um, on herb farming scale in our country, it's just, um, you know, not that many people doing it. And so, you know, going and hearing that they'll harvest like a thousand pounds of something and you know, be sold in like a day or two or already pre-bought. And it's just also like very exciting to see how, how much of us are, are using these and from companies to small home medicine makers. Yeah. Um, and it's just so much magic to see a field of echinacea in bloom. Like <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's yeah. super special yeah. and we get guided tours and, just learn so many things um, and yeah, see plants we've not seen before or we don't know about the growing or, you know, the cultivation process that they'll teach us about. And mm -hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's such a treat that they, they welcome us kind of VIP status. I'm going to toss that out there. I you know. agree with yeah. that. Yeah. 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 The long history of relationship there. Yeah. Thanks to Jane Bothwell. Yeah. With the farms and the owners and, and it's yeah. too, yeah, their love of Jane and just all the students she's brought over over the years, it impacts them too. You know, it's like um, they don't get a lot of visitors often because they're running these farms. So it's it's a special treat for us. And the the different places we see something a little different, but the, the theme is there with where we go. It's just, it's all about the plants, doing it properly, doing it respectfully, um, and as sustainable on that scale as possible. I mean, I was learning things that I was like, whoa, okay, like you're, you're implementing something like that into, you know, something big scale like this. Cause you care that much, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's really inspiring. Agreed. Yeah. And then we do another field trip up into the mountains and, um, do some forest bathing and get to know, Who's growing up in the hills in the fall? Yeah, and I loved how that unfolded for us last year because you made that great point as like it was kind of, you know, it was kind of, we we're getting the message. It was cut, the call was coming um, of where we've been in our region, kind of more coastal. So to go to a spot more inland, just especially in our area, the diversity can change so much in like a half hour. And so I love that that was kind of a part of what drew us to go do this is we, we knew we would end up seeing, you know, more than just a redwood or a dug fur on the coast here. We were going to have a really neat diversity. And then the things yeah. you told us about the ecology and like things going on out there and um, even just the uh, you were telling us about kind of like one side was this part of the county or can you remind me that how you were like oh yeah. you guys are driving along 
yeah, we cross over into the Klamath Mountains bioregion, which is different than our coastal mountains bioregion. And it has a lot to do with soil type. And so you can actually look at the landscape and see, oh, we're crossing over into yeah. this other soil type, which is this serpentine, greenish, grayish, sometimes rusty colored soil type, which is um, contains... It's a tougher place for plants to grow, and so plants become specialists mm-hmm. at growing there, which are different um, from the plants that are growing like the more fertile coastal mountains. Right. So it's cool to go meet them. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We collected some resin, even, yep. and made a beautiful oil from that. And um, you gave us, I mean, I just, it was so beautiful, the whole, we had a handful of hours to truly slip into a space of... Um, really being in the moment of, of forest bathing and mm-hmm. you set that tone and you gave us the background and the information we needed to know about its benefits and how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, it's so much work. <laughs> um, and I really, really appreciated, yeah, all the way you eased us into that. And though just, we were just in the zone and you allowed us that space and that time to truly like, experience what it is and one of the souvenirs that we came home with was um bundles from incense cedar yeah i guess you would call them needles branches yeah leafy bits yes that we bundled together to turn into a smudge stick for Mm -hmm. to use as smoke medicine yes and we burned ours on um on for new year's this winter with my family awesome and we all (laughs) I mean, my littlest, who's four, was so into it. Smoke bath, smoke bath. Yes. He's jumping around. Smoke bath, yes. smoke bath. I'm like, don't hit it with your hand, honey. It's hot. <laughs> um, but we all took our smoke bath with this. We were outside in the snow up in the Trinity Mountains. And um, just to sort of like cleanse ourselves from any ickiness that, or extra baggage or whatever that we were carrying from 2022 to not bring it with us into 2023, and it just, it really felt good. It was really bonding for our family, Aww. too. It was really sweet. And then the next night, he's like, smoke bath, smoke bath. I'm like, I guess we can do it every day. There's some left. We didn't burn the whole thing. You're like, smoke bath or bubble bath, it's your choice. Right? He loves bathing. That's beautiful. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Lost on the field trips. What else do we do? I see potential for us, I'm just saying. (laughs) Thanks for chatting with me. I love you. I love you so much. And yeah, cheers to more ahead. Cheers. Plants. To the plants. And the students. Thanks for meeting up with us here on the Dandelion Diaries. We'll leave you with a poem called Dandelions in the Sun by Annette Wynne. Dandelions in the sun, golden dollars every one. Let us pick them and go by all the sea and all the sky. Dandelions in the sun, golden dollars every one. Who can be as rich as we buying sky and hill and sea? If you'd like to learn more about what we're up to at the Dandelion Herbal Center, visit dandelionherb.com where you can sign up for our newsletter and be the first to hear about upcoming classes and events. You can also follow along with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dandelion Herbal Center. Be well.